Hello and welcome back to another episode of Promote the Hell Out of It. I hope you're all finding your groove for 2021, getting into the swing of things. I am back with another great conversation that was really, really encouraging to have. Uh, with rapper from Ireland, Jay Yellowell, who's absolutely smashing it. He was on the FIFA 20 soundtrack. He's got a new album out this year called 2020 Division, which has been nominated for the Choice Awards, the I- for Irish Album of the Year. Um, he is really representing Ireland uh, and doing some amazing things, which were obviously thrown all over the place uh, by the year 2020 and everything that came along with it but it's a, an amazing conversation we chat about everything he's been up to um also how he led a demonstration for black lives matter in ireland uh we chat about his his attitude towards hard work and keeping positive his nigerian heritage it's it's literally a conversation full of uh really encouraging stuff and he's someone to to really be watching definitely go check them out uh, listen to the new album because it's a banger uh, get some merch which is up on Bandcamp all that stuff um, and yeah I really hope you enjoy the conversation give me a shout let me know leave us a review all that jazz so yeah anyway enjoy this conversation with JLOL Uh, I've been really excited to talk to you because you yeah. have been up to some incredible stuff. Honestly, it's really inspiring to see what you've done. Thank you, um, man. And it's, uh, it's really cool as well to chat to someone who's taken 2020 in the stride by the looks of it <laughs> and kept busy, right? Like, Literally. You haven't, you haven't given up. Uh, what's kept that positive attitude going? Um, I guess I've just been purpose-driven, really, the whole the whole year and I've, I've known that I have things that I needed to do and um, I was just determined to get them done and I know but I know based on my experience that when it comes to um, how things turn out you seldom have control over the entire situation yeah. and you know your efforts are your own ultimately so I knew I just had to do what I needed to do and I was going to find a way to do it regardless. And that was with um, starting record label, releasing the album and making sure I released the best possible album and then give it, gave, gave it the best chance possible to succeed as well. So I was going to do that regardless of whatever was going on around me. And I found the best way to stay active amidst yeah. the global pandemic and, you know, get in touch with my fan base, my listeners Um stay as engaged with them as possible and you know give them the best possible project or body of work that i could have so yeah that's all that's kept me going it's just been my sole purpose to get this album out to the people and to the world so that's what i guess the whole year the album was coming anyway you'd already planned on releasing in 2020 exactly i planned on releasing but not exactly the way (laughs) that i ended up releasing you know what i'm saying so it was kind of a situation of i just had to I had to change my plans so many times because obviously at the start of the year, everything is one way. Everything was normal in a sense. And then come March, things are every There's a spanner thrown in the works and there's so much uncertainty. So I changed my plans. 
and went back to the drawing board. I had a whole different release plan, release schedule. And then just trying to figure everything out, I started making way more music, collaborating with more people, releasing more music, just kind of, just while I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get the album out. And then at some point I was just like, man, you know what? Then nothing is ever going to be perfect. There's never going to be the right <laughs> time. So it. I just have to just, I'd have to just do it. And I found the best way to do it, I think. And yeah, everything's been going well. And you you planned on doing a tour with Nelly, right? Yes. Was that part of the release plan that you originally had, I'm guessing? Of course. So I had the tour. I'd just come off tour with the game. And then we're meant to go on tour with Nelly. And I was like, okay, cool. So actually, I'm going to find a way to tie in maybe a couple of singles in with this tour. And maybe launch a couple of singles on stage as well. And just, you know have a really nice you know create moments i wanted to create moments with my releases you know with the tours and and all the shows we had planned as well fortunately unfortunately that didn't happen so i just kind of had to (laughs) had to improvise go back to the drawing board i was like okay we'll revisit certain things and yes no ideal circumstances it's not how you had it planned but you know our um our superpowers adaptation and we have to adapt that's it so and and it sets you apart as well because a lot of people can just get stuck in that moment and not do anything and not release 100%. anything and not record anything. So that sets you as as the next level up, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I guess what I substituted um, for performances and live shows I was um, creating and releasing music. I think 2020 was my most prolific year for releasing music and even creating music as well. So... I'm grateful for that. And I guess as an artist, the three things you love are creating the music, performing the music, and releasing the music. That, that Those are the three things that I, that's how I see my career. So one of them was taken away from me and I never let the creativity side, nothing can stop that unless that, nothing can stop that unless someone literally infiltrated my mind. Um, and the um, releasing music, luckily, wasn't you know inhibited by the you know what's going on in the world so i was i was thankful i was just able to overcompensate with those two other aspects of of my job you know and the album uh is amazing honestly it's like it sounds incredible and and i will touch more on that but first i guess i wanted to touch on the actual record label like setting up the record label was that again something you had planned already yeah, hundred percent. So I guess with my, with the album, my um, purpose for the album was to create something for the scene. You know, I wanted to create not just a moment. I didn't want it to be a moment. I wanted it. I wanted there to be lasting impact. And I always knew that I wanted to be. Well, I didn't always know, but before I started making the album, I'd known because that was what prompted me to make the album. I'd known that I wanted to be. A representative of this scene on a on a global scale and pull other people through because there's so much talent where I'm from. So I needed a way to do that and make it measurable. I needed a way to measure that um, that support for the scene. So I needed to be able to create something that would allow me to put other people on. And it's a it's not an immediate thing for right after the album, but it could be a it could be a two year, three year, four year, five year plan of bringing other people through and so many other people through so many sick artists we have so many sick 
rappers, singers, writers, everything on that little island. So I've oh, I want to be a boost for them. You know, I want to get to a point. I want to get myself to a point where a cosign from JLOL is going to mean something to someone's career. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is why at the moment I'm the only artist signed to my to my label. But I know that eventually when I'm able to bring people through, I'll be able to help them. You know, for, I'll be able to really, really help them, help their careers. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I think that it's so needed, the, the representing the, the Irish scene. And it's it's so cool that you're taking that on board. And there's things that have helped, obviously, like the little documentary from the rap game that you were on, um, yeah. things like that. But I think that it. Why does it take so long for people to notice anything that isn't the obvious, anything that isn't mm. an obvious accent? <laughs> it seems ridiculous that um, that people can't notice these things. Honestly, hundred percent. The idea that there is like I don't think anyone actively thinks that there's no talent in certain places. I think it's just not been brought to their attention, which is where we're at at the moment. Yeah. I think actually the first battle you face as an artist coming from one of these scenes is having to convince the people around you that you are actually worth listening to and that you are talented. That's the first battle and that's an uphill battle in itself because you face a unique strain of crabs in a barrel mentality with that, you know, people not wanting to listen to your music just because they know you. Or not thinking sure. your music is worth listening to just because you're accessible. Do you get what I kind of mean? So that's the first struggle everywhere. So it's not even yeah. about other people paying attention. Actually, the first battle is getting people around you to give you that respect as a creative, as an artist, and actually to recognize that you are a force to be reckoned with musically. For sure, for sure. Career. And uh, would you say that obviously for you it's you moved to Ireland, what What was it, when you were 14, was it? Yeah, yeah, in 2012. So when you're talking about gaining people respect, you're doing so like twice as much as maybe other, say, white artists in, in Ireland. A hundred percent, because, you know, you're not only trying to convince people to listen to your music, you're also trying to convince people to take you seriously, first and foremost, just as a human being. And, like, you're trying to um, get accepted, get that social social proof and social recognition and everything especially coming in at an age of 14 where like um you know teenagers can be very hellish yeah. you know coming oh, yeah. into yeah getting in, thrown into a society at that age where most of your um most of your interactions are centered around banter you often find yourself being the butt of so many jokes do you understand so that's a that's a difficult um experience in itself but i guess i've always um i've not always enjoyed it but i guess once i realized my purpose and i wanted to make music i wasn't going to allow anything stop me you know regardless of the hand i was dealt if you like i just kind of looked at everything as a positive and i tried making everything literally everything work in my favor and what about your outlook because with with stuff like that and especially being into hip-hop it can be very easy to to focus your attention on writing stuff that's pretty uh pretty cruel or almost getting back at people how have you focused on stuff that's actually talking about real issues keeping like quite a positive attitude in in a scene that can be quite negative at times um i guess it's difficult you know it's definitely difficult and you know as an artist you kind of rely on not necessarily but sometimes you rely on 
the external world to give you inspiration. So I guess how I've kind of dealt with that is using and harnessing these experiences for my own good. You know, back to the thing I was saying about using every, allowing everything to work in my favor, even things that people would see as disadvantages or, you know, a bad hand being dealt or whatever, or, you know, difficulty always looked at as an advantage. One way I harness negative situations is definitely to um, repurpose them and recreate them musically. So that's kind of how I've, (laughs) that's kind of how I've looked at it. I maintain the positive attitude. I don't always, I'm not always a beacon of positivity though. No, of course. Yeah. uh, And I think that that would make it a very one dimensional, like, like your music, very one dimensional as well. You need all those emotions to make it 360. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then, Talking about representing the Irish music scene, like by moving to Ireland, it means that you're actually representing like your your culture as well, not just music coming from Ireland, but where you came from as well. A hundred percent. You know, it's interesting you said that because no one actually looks at it that way, apart from obviously people around me. But yeah, I'm also a representative of my heritage whilst in Ireland, as well as much as I am a representative of Ireland to the wider world. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like... For sure. But again, this is something that I really look at as a positive, you know, for sure. I get... not. I'm actually blessed to have that much... To be that culturally informed, you know what I mean? Having that much... That um, richness of my, that, in my heritage yeah. and that, as part Absolutely, of Absolutely, yeah. Do you get me? That cultural diversity is actually something that I often refer to always in my music. And even as of right now, I'm in Nigeria on holiday, you know, visiting family. Oh, wow. 100% visiting family. I'm loving it here, reconnecting oh, with awesome. the soil. It's been like six years, five years since I've been back. And oh, wow. this has been genuinely the best three, four weeks of my recent, like of my recent life, you know. That's, that's amazing, honestly. And I think that there is, there's so much that comes from having an upbringing that involves two cultures because... Mm cultures towards say things like family um religion how you treat other people Mm. like it it can be very different and having those two outlooks Mm. makes you a more rounded individual yeah a hundred percent and just that cultural nuance and being able to pick up different cultural nuances like from the nigerian part of my upbringing the jamaican part of my upbringing the irish part of my upbringing as well that's like I'm I'm so lucky to be in that situation. Anyone who, anyone else who's in that situation as well, or similar situations like yourself, is very very blessed to have that cultural information because that's something that you know people have to travel for, literally have to up and leave yeah. to gain that you know that culture. But you know you have it just by being. So it's definitely something to look to look for as a positive, hundred percent. And do you think it's something that can take a while to embrace? Like, especially if you're living surrounded by people, it's it's easier sometimes, especially when you're young, to try and conform. Mm. Is it something that took you a while to think about? Oh, 100%. I think when you just move as a teenager, especially coming back up to the um, thing of like most interactions being banter-based, you're, a lot of your time is spent trying not to be the butt of someone else's joke you know what i'm saying so i would do a lot of things to try and conform like i used to perm my hair so much back in the day to get it so i could do certain hairstyles that 
other you know the other kids were doing you get me like the white kids or my friends that kind of thing or even like mispronouncing my name on purpose because i wanted to make it easier for someone else to pronounce um and things like that you know just but i think what made me really overcome that was the realization that of my difference actually not looking at it as a difference with the negative connotation but as a uniqueness and that's what really changed my mindset i think i must have been about 16 17 and i was like you know what i don't need to try and fit in i don't why am i um taking away parts of myself to fit into this linear structure whereas i'm actually as a whole that i'm that's i'm special do you understand like i'm yeah. i'm great with myself i'm i'm actualized in my heritage so i'm i'm good i don't need to conform and that changed around around like i say 16 17 and you know i got this outlook that i have and then from there it's quite obvious that the outlook's changed because this year with with the black lives matter rally um mm. which you led in Ireland what was your what was your thinking with with that considering what we've just talked about what was yeah. your initial reaction did you did you instantly want to get out 100% i wanted to stand in solidarity for sure because what actually amazed me was the fact that so many people were like yeah but that's not happening on our shores so like yeah. it's not our business and i just thought about it like what, I, like it's I, i feel like as a race we're social be we're social species we're communal species like we need each other right and that shows in times of like when everything is good you know everyone is so quick to listen to music from all over the world and so quick to take on dances and all these fun challenges that are global trends and all this stuff and yeah, every other person in the club is doing all sorts of dances that are from America or whatever and benefiting from um African American culture when it's good but then in this time where when you know we need each other to come together in the face of injustice and there's this negligence of yeah but that's not in Ireland that's not on our shores it's, it's horrible, so yeah. you know what i'm saying are we only united in times of like in blissful times because it's not always blissful like if that's you're going it. to you get what i'm saying if we're going to um be if we're going to share in each other's happiness we have to share in each other's pain when we need when we need support you get me and that was where i was coming from and it was also a case of yeah and things don't at this don't actually happen on our shores as of yet but you know there's strong arguments to be made that there's a lot of racism in Ireland that's just yeah. facts there's a lot of racism in Ireland there's a lot of racism everywhere and you know in the west there's a lot of discrimination in the world you know i mean that's just a human trait we find a way to divide we find a way to uplift and we find a way to put down like we no matter where no matter what it comes out in elitism racism um xenophobia all of this stuff homophobia we find a way to just be bad to each other we find a way yeah the most horrible yeah Did you get what i'm saying so it it was a case of also letting people know that we also have our own experience our unique experience here in Ireland as a black irish community that a lot of you people who are making these claims saying yeah but there's no race in Ireland so what are you protesting for actually need to know about because it just to me it doesn't i don't look at it as oh this person is 
being hateful towards me or just, you know, trying to just make my life more difficult than it is or whatever. I look at it as this person is genuinely ignorant and doesn't actually know. Obviously, there are people who are hateful. There's two strains of racism, in my sure. opinion, the, the hate-based and the ignorance-based. Like, when I hear those kind of things, I know, and you kind of need to develop a, a filter to discern which is which, you know what I'm saying? But when I hear those kind of things, I know, like, this person is just ignorant. I mean, you know there's a cure for ignorance, which is education and enlightenment. So that's, if we don't do it, we're the generation to do it. And if we don't do it, then it's going to, like, the people afterwards are going to suffer even worse even worse than we have so um yeah that was that was my thinking around the and even look at what happened recently you know what i'm saying with um george and kenshaw you know rest his soul the guy who got gone down by um 15 15 guarders five shots five shots and in front of his home and shot him dead yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying obviously there's no act there's no way to prove there's no way to prove that it, it was racially motivated but there's this very strong argument Sorry, can you give me one second? I need to plug course, this yeah. laptop into the charger, otherwise it's gonna die. So give me one second. It's alright, it's alright. Hi, sorry, I just did a sprint across the hall. Yes, it's so time. good. Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. There's nothing that uh, annoys me more when you're watching someone on YouTube and you can see the little battery of their like their yeah, laptops about yeah, to yeah. die. Honestly, <laughs> you, like, I, rookie mistake. I should have plugged it. I should have plugged it in from the start. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting with what you were saying because we're at the point in history where there's never been more education available if you bother to look for it. Exactly. Um, so I think the issue with with ignorance based racism is that it's draining. It's it's slowly chipping away at people. And although it's com what you've said is completely bang on and. And there is such a big difference. I think we're at the point now where it is time for people to realize that they need to educate themselves, right? 100%. That it's not okay to be 100%. Anymore. <laughs> and sorry, just to touch on the George and Kenshaw murder, as I was, the point I was trying to make was, even though we can't prove that the um, intentions of the guard who shot him dead or were most, more racially motivated, there's no way to prove that because we're not in his head. However, the circus that happened afterwards the media circus yeah that is absolutely sure. racist uh, absolutely racially motivated because there were so many rumors and when i say i say rumors because as a way to discredit these news outlets who were coming out saying he was a thug he had 32 criminal convictions all of this stuff and then uh, you know people saying he did this and he did that etc but then the guards the guys released an official statement saying he had no criminal convictions. So yeah. why, where were these news reporters getting their information from? And what was their agenda behind pushing that sort of information out? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, there's, and there's two sides to that. One, that the fact that it's blatant lies just to stir shit up, which is mm -hmm. horrific. And the second side of it is that none of that was a point anyway a, a person's just been shot dead like regardless mm. of any of that shit they're saying they're, exactly they're taken away from what's happened uh, exactly. like, and that they're dehumanizing that person by focusing their attention on something else dehumanizing the person and the reason i don't even i didn't want to even get into the um the murder being racially motivated was because i felt that it was you know 
taken away from the fact that this young man, this brother, this son, his friend just got murdered yeah. mercilessly yeah. and didn't deserve to be murdered. Bottom line, didn't deserve to be murdered. No matter what, there's no way to justify and nothing can justify his death that day. And, you know, it's just so upsetting to see the divide that that caused in Ireland. I'm obviously not on ground, so I can't actually... Um, get a feel for it but online and from conversations i've had with people back home and you know and just things that i've seen even on my own like the the sort of blatant divide has been like racial divide has been crazy in a time where it's not actually white versus black it's us versus it's us versus I don't even mean sound dramatic or, but it's us versus the injustice of the guard, the unguarded Shokana that day. Literally, we yeah, should be yeah. together against what happened that day. Absolutely. You know, not against each other. And it's just so, it's, it's crazy, man. It's upsetting, very upsetting. It, yeah, of course, of course. And honestly, it, you know, I, I say a lot that, that hip hop, is the original punk rock that pro it's it's protest music and that mm-hmm. punk rock now is becoming uh like it doesn't speak out about these issues as much as you you hear it in hip-hop and seeing someone like you who's focused on on music but actually being a voice for these things and drawing attention to them um is not only encouraging but should be shedding a light on what people should be doing because people do spend more time listening to podcasts about the musicians they do they like than they do reading the news most of the time. Hundred mm, percent. And what does that say about the news? <laughs> you know that's saying? that's it. I, I had someone I had someone say to me the other day that uh, they'd unfollowed a load of conspiracy theory uh, pages because they didn't read the news. So why should they read them? And I'm like. Man, that really says something about mm. how you feel about like what's coming out. It really says you don't trust anything. Like, how Absolutely. are you supposed to to know what's going on? And I think it's confusing for people. It's confusing for people. A hundred percent, man. It's it's just a it's just the world we live in, man. We can't. You just don't know what information to trust because anything that comes out online has gone through. You don't know what the agendas are of these. Yeah. Um, publications first and foremost you don't know who owns them you don't know what their stance is on certain issues and who is who the who the editors are what their personal um prejudices are etc you don't know so it's just very very difficult and we're in such a weird time not even that you could have ever we're in such a weird time because i think people are sort of aware that they can't trust everything they see on the news yeah. or in the media. And, but then also there's so much information means like blurted out at such a quick pace, quick pace because of social media and how proactive it is in delivering news that people are just, there's just a lot of confusion, miscommunication and like, you know, false information around, you know, it's very difficult. For sure. And, and yet, at the same time, there's certain issues that I feel it should be pretty easy to see through. Like when we're mm. talking, for example, about racism in the media, mm. like 
it's pretty hypocritical of people to travel the world and visit all these wonderful places and then not act as human beings towards another human being or say something mm -hmm. like, oh, well, there's no racism in Ireland, so why are we getting involved? That to me exactly. is like mind-boggling. Um, it's hypocritical as hell to want to be able to oh. travel wherever you want and not support people as 100%. human beings. Like, we're literally all in this together. Like, I don't know how many... Like, I don't, I actually don't understand why people can't get this in their heads. We need each other. A classic, a classic, um, war strategy is to divide and conquer. So doesn't that tell you that divided, we are actually vulnerable and more reason for us to stand together in times that seem so divisive and there's divisive elements of society literally around every corner? For sure. For sure. Uh, uh. Um, moving on to, I guess, another important issue, but just moving back towards the record you released. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the record is Patience. Thank um, you. And there is a lyric in there that says about real skills for real issues, which yeah. is something I love talking about. Um, how do you feel about what the education system leaves people with? Uh, when they leave school right i'll be honest the education system there's value in it you know what i'm saying i do believe there's value in, sure. in structured education um which is why in that same song i said i do rate education just to let the record straight it yeah i'm not saying it doesn't help us i'm saying it gets frustrating because we need real life skills for real life issues because you feel real safe in the system until real life hits you and then you realize that a lot of the things that you actually need for real life you haven't been equipped for through sure. school you know you haven't been equipped with through school like nobody I, i've never heard i was never in any classroom where they taught me about um my credit score for instance yeah hell yeah right do you know what i'm saying do your taxes <laughs> my taxes how to file taxes how if i want to start a business how do i file like what taxes do i need to file what do i need to put in place nobody taught me this nothing okay but then is an argument to be made for you know the education system is creating people who are going to fit into the system that's already in place you know the corporate world that's already in place it's not it's not made for deviance so of course they're not going to teach you how to um be self-reliant <laughs> Or think for yourself. Or think for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They will teach you some mathematics, though, and how to write an essay and structure an argument. They will do all of that, which are also useful yeah, skills yeah. to have. Very useful. But, you know, I, I think everyone needs to um, be very proactive in their own self-education because if you know just what they want you to know, then you really know nothing at all. For sure. For sure. And I guess... We are lucky now that as long as you're aware that aware of that, uh, mm -hmm. we can learn to do pretty much anything we want. Uh, unless 100%. you want to become a doctor or something <laughs> super specialist, yeah, I wouldn't recommend you that. You but... can't really quite do that by yourself. You kind of need help. <laughs> you can get you but can even educate that yourself, though, but I wouldn't practice even it. Even that, yeah. though, even that, Dr. CB, Dr. CB had uh, proven to cure so many um you know, terminal illnesses and incurable <laughs> okay. diseases. He had proven to cure them. And he actually went to court, the Supreme Court, and he won his case because he proved wow. to have cured 
Who's, who's that? I haven't heard of this. I need to read up Dr. CB, Dr. SEBI. I think he's from Honduras. Cool. His family is still operating to this day. He uses just herbal remedies and um, natural herbs to cure. I may be underselling him, but he, <laughs> you know, he does have his own remedies to cure all of these ailments. And he proved, he, he's been proven to cure these things. It's not just, you know, hearsay or word of mouth or, you know, myth. It's proven. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. This yeah. seems like another podcast episode in the making. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they silence Dr. Simi, though, like they, like they do everything yeah. else. Yeah, for sure. I, I talked to um, someone about uh, the Kurdistan revolution um, mm. a, while back, a while back, and uh, everything that they were trying to put out about it kept on getting uh, taken off, like Facebook and Twitter. And, of course. Or not taken off, but just not seen, uh, not mm. visible by anyone. Yeah, it's crazy. Of course. It's crazy, man. There's a, there's a, it's crazy. The world with such so many avenues for free speech, there is actually indirect censorship. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another track that I love on on the record is Mademoiselle. Um, yes, come on. But what I especially like is is bringing it together with the video. The video mm. for that was really really cool. Um, Thank you. Man. What, what brought the idea about? What's like? Is it you and, and a team? Someone you collaborate with? Yeah, so I have to give a lot of credit to the directors, Luna directors, the Luke and Nathan, um, Luke Daly and Nathan Fagan, really, really creative guys. I just explained to them the concept of the song and the concept of giving people roses before they passed. And they yeah. literally took that idea and sprinted all the way to the funeral verse thing <laughs> <laughs> with it. And all of a sudden, I'm in a hearse with roses in my eyes, going through Dublin City, yeah, and freaking people out. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it it was crazy, man, and got a lot of great feedback from that video, and it was definitely a very fun one to shoot. Do you enjoy that part of the process, the like creating videos and adding, I guess, like the art, the art that that surrounds the music? Yeah, see, I love I love um making videos, but the actual process of it can be very very tiring and tedious man like the video we just shot um right before i came to uh, to nigeria was um in london it was called it's for a song it's for the song on the album got me yeah. and that shoot was like i think 12 or 14 hours of standing in the blistering cold doing like a million takes of every single scene Location no, to location, no. starving. Uh, there's just a lot going on, but you know, that's that's kind of what you have to do. That's <laughs> it. If you it, want you know, a good end result, you need to yeah, put the work in, right? You have to put the work in. So I don't complain. So I, I love making the videos, man. I love collaborating um, with other creatives on my art, you know, and to bring um, to bring my music to life visually as well. So I definitely love yeah. working with people on that front. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think uh, talking about the hard work that goes into doing a music video, I think it's representative of of how you work by the looks of it, because uh, like I said, you do a lot um, and it's it's been rewarded. Like, how did it feel? And I know you've probably talked about it a lot, but uh, to get the FIFA 20 soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Easily one of the best feelings I've ever felt. A hundred percent. I literally felt like a dream. Didn't feel real at all. I can and imagine. Especially being like a religious FIFA player since <laughs> 03, FIFA 03. 
it's been like it was the it was like giving someone everything they wish for on christmas day it felt like that and like i just remembered the year before i had so many of my like the fifa before fifa 19 there were so many of the artists that i liked and that i had followed their journeys their come-ups on the fifa soundtrack like yeah. um I was like, oh, like Ocean Wisdom, for instance. I was like, yo, that's so sick. Ocean Wisdom, Koji Radical. I was like, wow, these guys really just got their song on FIFA. And now it's going to be etched into the psyches of and like subconscious of yeah, so yeah. many, so many players and so many people across the world. No one, like people from all over the world are going to know their song for years to come. And that's crazy. And I was like, wow, next year, next year will be my year. <laughs> And I literally just said that to my cousin. And he's the one who reminded me after I told them the news that that's what I said. Uh, and then I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And, you know, that's happened in my life a, a, a number of times. You know what I mean? The law of attraction where things have just manifested because I've put power to the words. And, yeah, man, it was it was an amazing feeling, man. Especially um, after, the day after I got the news. Or oh, the day I got the news, sorry, I just had this crazy, I was in a bad mood, man. I had a terrible <laughs> argument. I was in a bad mood. And then all of a sudden, I got the text message saying, EA Sports are going to use your use your track Ozone for their in-game, official in-game mm. soundtrack for FIFA 20. And I was like, what? This can't be right. I read it like a million times before I replied. I was like, no, let me just make sure I'm not missing out. And I'm not misreading this or anything. Let me just be 100% certain. And yeah, it was it was the case. And I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement for like nine <laughs> months or something. Which oh, was I tough. Did, how, like that must have been tough. Yeah, not telling not saying. I didn't even tell my family, man. Oh. I didn't even tell my family until the day before this, the game was released. Yeah, you don't want to risk that going wrong. You don't want to risk someone uh, saying that. because I knew I could keep my mouth shut because I knew what was at stake. But then yeah. I didn't know if they'd be able to keep their mouth shut about it. You get me? So, out of excitement. So, which is fair. And that's why I, I knew that. So I just, yeah, the best decision was to not tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, I think you played it smart there. Um, yeah, for sure. so what about looking forward to this year? I know it's, it's pretty hard to plan with, uh, with how things are planning out, right? Yeah. yeah. But do you have some hopes or something that you, you're hoping to do this year? Well, the year started off right because my um, song, not my song, sorry, my album got nominated for the album, Irish album of the yes, year, the Choice I Awards. Saw. Yeah, so that was that was a good, you know, W in itself for me. And That's awesome. Yeah. On the music front, like I'm um, releasing music, I'm just going to, I'm just waiting for when the right time is to release That's it. music, and also the videos that I've shot. I shot a video for Home in nigeria in my home oh so, nice yeah my grandma my dad my fam, my cousins my brothers it was my friends my oh, old friends dude. and it That's was just awesome. it was beautiful man it was magical and just even them seeing how you know having not seen me for five years and just seeing everything i've become since yeah. the last time we, we were with each other and just for them to be able to be inspired by that energy was crazy and um you must Every, be buzzing from that as well. It must be like a real good feeling for you that is like inspiring to do more. A hundred percent, man. And it, it, when other people kind of are inspired by you, that's a whole different 
Yeah. You know, it's a whole different thing. You get me? So I just, I'm so happy to be able to be that for people and also feed off of that and in turn be inspired by that. You get me? So that's, um, that's been something I've relished this period and I'm looking forward to having those videos out, you know, got me at home and hopefully a couple of more things around the album and then warm on to the next. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what about if things head in the right direction and <laughs> fingers crossed we have live music back, can we expect mm-hmm. to see you on tour? Absolutely. Absolutely, nice. man. Uh, we, we've had the tour booked for months, but <laughs> keep changing dates, pushing dates because we don't know what the restrictions are going to be, What like what's happening, talking about new strains of COVID. Like we don't really know what's going on, but we're ready for we're ready for whatever. That's it. That's it. Well, we're we're waiting for it and excited to to see you too. Um, sure, man. It's been so awesome getting to chat to you today. Um, Likewise, man. Likewise. And I'm excited to see everything that comes ahead. Is there anything that you'd like to leave people with? Would like to say? Um, just you know, justice for George and Kencho. I think we need to keep fighting that fight because, and again, yeah. people need to know that it's not, it's not white versus black black versus white it's literally us versus injustice and we need to keep sight of that and do everything in our power to not further um the trauma of the family while doing so so people need to honor honor george the right way and you know not use that as a reason to cause havoc or as a reason to be nasty to one another but you know do everything we can to support the community and everyone around you and just realize that it's us against injustice and at any given moment one of you or someone that you love can be on the wrong end of this sort of injustice you got me so yeah that's it that's it we need to be conscientious of one another other than that um not much else to say just listen to the album 2020 division buy some merch for 2020 division on Bandcamp, it's there. And um, follow my socials, JLOL, everywhere, apart from Twitter, which is at real JLOL. Um, and yeah, man, just you as well. Keep doing your thing. Thank you for having me. Cheers, dude. No, all the links will be underneath for you. For sure. Uh, easy to access. But yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. You, I'll hit stop recording let everything upload and uh jlol thank you so thank much you, i appreciate uh, and hopefully we'll chat again soon and i will see you on for tour. sure i really hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i enjoyed having it and yeah definitely check out the album 2020 division it is awesome as well as all the other work uh, go get some merch leave the podcast a review that would really help us out um and on a side note if you're thinking of starting your own podcast hit me up for some advice um i will do my best to reply and there's also a link in the description um for buzzsprout if you sign up with them you get an amazon coupon back with some money on that and it really helps me out too um anything else i need to say other than have an awesome week uh all the links are down below and yeah have a good one and i will see you next week bye